Hey, thanks so much for tuning in this week. Today's episode is actually brought to you by shopthebear.com. So you can go to shopthebear.com to shop t-shirts featuring the iconic bear with glasses. Many people have been asking me to get these shirts uh, that I wear with my bear logo. And so I have put four original designs up for sale at shopthebear.com. So you can head there now if you want to support this podcast in a small way. Thank you so much. Enjoy your listen. The Morning Impact is a weekly podcast which is recorded live on Facebook every Wednesday at 10 a.m. and you are now listening to the audio portion of this interview. If this is your first time listening, please subscribe to this podcast as it is quickly evolving. I'll be producing additional content every week that includes speaking assignments and presentations I give and also some unique podcast-only business topics that you won't find on Instagram, YouTube, or anywhere else. Thank you again for listening in. Get yourself a nice cup of joe or whatever you fancy and have a great day. Yeah, so I'm not even numbering this episode here because it's kind of a bonus. I recognize a lot of people are probably out shopping uh, for Black either Friday groceries stuff. or Black, early Black Friday deals, groceries for tomorrow or something. So this is kind of a bonus episode with just Dave and I, the two hosts of the Morning Impact. And... Um, we're going to talk about a few things. We'll talk a little bit about some business stuff, a little marketing stuff. We'll kind of like interview each other, I guess, and just have a little bit of fun. Talk about some stuff that's going on in New Bern um, right now. And um, and then we'll talk about some future guests that are going to be coming up. So, um, Sounds well, good. Hey, thanks everyone uh, for joining and listening again. If you're watching, uh, thank you for listening. And uh, we'll kind of go from there. So Sounds good. Hey Dave, thank you so much for coming in. I know uh, you know you, you seem to be kind of excited about this. Like every, I, I'm actually like impressed at like how excited you are about this. Like I feel like I feel like I sort of like dragged you into this, but you get like genuinely excited about doing this every week. Well, I'm big on auditory stuff, so I've been listening to podcasts before podcasts were a thing. So it's been mm-hmm. going back like 10, 12 years ago. Yeah, you're a big it's, podcast. Guy. I am. I am. So this is like this is and so this like is a, like you know doing the real thing, and so yeah, it's cool. Cool. And you handle all the tech, right? And, and I just show up and talk. Commentate. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, so Dave's been a, a big part of this uh, since we went live. Um, so, since episode seven, we've been doing this live. And uh, much easier. And then, you know, of course, now the pod, the, it evolved into a podcast. Again, that's what we kind of talked about. It never really was a podcast. It just kind of evolved that way. And so now you can listen to it on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. What's the one that you use? Is it called Pocket Cast? Pocket Cast. Pocket Cast. Yeah. And it's that's really just a podcast player. That's really not like... It's, a, uh, it's called an aggregator. It's an aggregator. Okay. So it goes out. You just, you decide what you want to subscribe to. And then when you're on Wi-Fi, it goes in the background. It just makes sure that it's available just locally. Just downloads the stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's one of the more popular ones. Matter of fact, the the company just got bought by um, National Public Radio. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Kind of yeah. Yeah. Play. So the platform I actually use is called Anchor. Yeah. I've um, heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, originally when uh, so here, all right, okay, so like maybe like back on like episode ten, I was like, hey, I should put this. I should just extract the audio and put it into like a podcast thing, you know? Because all it just lived on Facebook, and then I put it on YouTube as well. Mm-hmm. It did better on Facebook, but I'm like. Let me just like, check to the audio. Let me just make. I'm like, it can't be that hard to make a podcast, mm-hmm. and because I already have the audio, and uh, so I went googling like how to upload to iTunes. I figured like, oh, iTunes is gonna be the place 
I'll probably start, put it on because that's the most popular. That's the one thing that Apple has over the um, Android community is that the iTunes is that one central place where you can go to leave reviews and you can always find the podcast you're, you're after. Yeah, so they, they have a big we're podcast scattered. platform. Yeah, 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 we're scattered all over the place. Yeah. Um, well, it's funny. When I look at the statistics in Anchor, it tells me it's like 68% of listeners are listening through iTunes podcasts. Ah, okay. Um, and then it's split. It's actually split between between Google and Pocket Casts actually okay. right now. Mm-hmm. I don't have a huge subscriber base either, but uh, it just that's what it tells me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so then I started looking uh, for where to publish a podcast, and then I originally signed up with Podomatic because I was looking for a free one. You know, I'm not against paying for services like this, mm-hmm. but I didn't know where this was going to go, so I needed like a freemium model where perhaps I could upgrade later. I just didn't like Podomatic. Um, the interface is like really awkward to use mm-hmm. um it wasn't mobile friendly either like if i wanted to just like check something from and that, my that's phone. just a, a distribution thing right i mean it's you... just a distributor that's it's basically a server right. it's, it's a hosting platform yeah because you don't upload to itunes directly you're uploading to a audio hosting kind of like web hosting right right and then you just tell itunes where your podcast uh, okay. url lives right, and right. it's just pulling it from there so it just points to it it just points to it that's yeah. correct and all the others do the same thing mm-hmm. um so podomatic <laughs> was my first choice and then i didn't really like it and then i started searching they found anchor i was a little concerned with anchor because they had just been bought by spotify uh, so they're okay. owned by spotify yeah. now yeah and so i was kind of like it's free but i'm like at spotify are they going to add on some like premium thing and then remove stuff later but so far from what i've heard it's supposed to be free forever and they make money off of very large podcast um uh shows mm-hmm. and doing like some enterprise distributions so. it probably has bandwidth limitations i would assume so many i, w- um, I would just guess I'm not if it's a premium sure. thing. Um, I'm not sure, but from what I understand, I could upload just like an episode Games. a day and it's fine. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and what's kind of cool about it too is they have built-in monetization. So if I if I ever made a large enough audience base, um, I could just turn monetization on there and they'll basically add the advertisers in for me and I just record the 30-second piece. But they kind of take care of the advertising for you. You know, I've, I've had some podcasts that are like that, where they use an automated ad insertion technology. That's what it is, yeah. They're terrible. They're absolutely <laughs> terrible. Yeah. I mean, I, I talk about this uh, This Week in Technology podcast from Leo Laporte, who's been around forever, been doing it for 15 years. And he has, does all in what's called organic ads, where he just talks about the products yes. and all that. And that works, right? Because yep. he targets like it, yeah. them towards the, the geeks and the tech community. Sure. Where if you listen to one of these automated added certain things, a lot of times you'd be listening to something about, you know, on a This American Life, and you get an ad about butterball turkeys. And the like pitch, in the middle of it. And it sounds canned, it sounds bad, and just yeah. doesn't, you know, levels are off and everything. So. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm maybe not against monetizing, but yeah, I, I don't like that either. Uh, it was funny. I was talking to um, my client, Bob, that was just here. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking to him about, uh, because he, he took a picture of my shirt. You know, so I got this new shirt. I call it the uh, the the Bears with you shirt. It's a play on Star Wars. Um, okay, you didn't notice right. that before. Well, you're going to do the thing about the clock it's tower. Like, it's like remember? you didn't notice my haircut, man. Well, I, I noticed you were <laughs> permed up there a little bit. <laughs> well, no, I didn't get a haircut. It's just more of the thought of like you didn't notice a haircut, right? Um, do, do you want to answer that? No, or? we'll no. let it go. Um, well, I did the clock tower one, but I didn't do it the way I wanted to do it. Right now, last week I had the shirt where the clock tower was inside the bear as a photo. 
Right, right. And then I did the Back to the Future font. Mm-hmm. And so I got a lot of interest in people buying that. And so I just made this one yesterday. Well, I like the long sleeve version. You know, that looks good. Yeah, well, I did it for the winter. You know, the, the new movie's coming out in like a week or two from now. And so I thought, well, this would be kind of fun promotion for it. But what I was saying to him, like, you know, he was looking around all the other merch I have, like the Painted Bear, the mugs that I have. The What, you know, what, the, what does Bob do? I didn't get his background. He's a wedding DJ. Ah. Uh, yep. Wedding, wedding DJ. Okay. Wedding DJ, yep. And right. uh, I've been helping him with basically working through Instagram. Um, so, you know, so the mugs and the stuffed bear, the shirts, um, all this stuff. We, we call you the king of bling. That's what I said to him. And I said, <laughs> you know, it's funny. Like, I don't really consider myself the king of bling or I don't really consider myself like a great brand marketer. What's interesting about the reason I do this is I do this because I generally like the bear thing. Mm-hmm. Like I like it for me. Mm-hmm. And so like I like just immerse myself into it with like I put it on everything um stickers I think that's the way it works though because like I love it so much it it like basically like oozes out of me that where it's do. not like I'm selling something uh-huh you know it's mm-hmm. just it is me and so it's like it, it's you, you just, just enjoy doing it I enjoy doing it mm-hmm. as an example like with this podcast what I told him I said you know um well, first of all, I'm going to be selling these shirts very shortly. So this shirt, just sign me up for one. The back to Newburn shirt, the traditional just bear, and then also the I'm with the bear, which is the the full you know has the coffee and foam. So those are going to be four initial shirts for sale. That's the first time I'm looking to are monetize you? my brand. Yeah. But uh, what I was telling was like even looking at this podcast. I started this podcast as a video thing to interview business owners because I thought it'd be a fun experience. Mm-hmm. I turned it into a podcast with these mics and these stands and these multi-camera things because I thought it'd be interesting to basically like a social experiment. You know, I'm very big into experimentation and the experience of the experimentation. Mm-hmm. So I don't care if I never make a buck off of a sponsor off this podcast. The the learning experience is like super energizing for me. And in reality, each week it's about an hour with the guest. Mm-hmm. about 15 minutes to edit it later. And then sometimes I'll chop it up for video on Instagram and that might take, you know, like an hour to do. Mm-hmm. My point is like in a week's time, I might spend a total of three hours with a podcast thing, mm-hmm. which isn't a whole lot of time, but it's That's a cool a experience. Of, and it's a lot of content too. It's a lot of content. Yeah. Um, but I also get other people like, you know, so my client Bob, he's looking to set something up like this. Uh, my friend Javier from last week. He wants to do a podcast? He's been wanting to do one, like interviewing um, guitarists and bassists and, ha- and have them in his... Sh- in his uh, he has a studio kind of all set up. Like okay. he's got the so space that, set that, up. Is that audio only or like a vlog or... Both. It's uh, going to be just like this, video and then audio. And audio, okay. Yeah, so he's got a sp- space set up. He just doesn't have the tech set up. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to help him Tuesday um, set up the tech. Cool. I don't consider myself an expert in this stuff, but it's like I know enough, obviously, to like get it online and get the audio out there. So for me, that's enough more than the next person knows Mm -hmm. for them to say, hey, I'd like to just work with you on doing this, you know? So I guess that was sort of my point is um, almost everything that I do, I don't do with the intent of how do I make a dollar off of this? Well, where's the merch going to show up anyways? So right now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to. Um, it's kind of a good good segue, I guess, to sell this <laughs> you're, stuff. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I'm going to make a very simple form using, uh, it's called paper form. It's actually a software I'm reviewing right now. Um, and uh, so they allow you to take payments. It's basically like a contact form, except it's much more advanced and more rich. And so for, I'll be able to put the four different shirts. You just select which shirt you want, what size. Right, but where do you see it? Where do you go to? It'll be on my website. So it'll be, eventually it'll be like bearcityimpact.com slash shirts okay. or merch or whatever. Right, right. I haven't exactly figured that part out. I have a domain, for instance, called shopthebear.com. Eventually, if there's enough interest in merchandise, I'll probably have like a separate Shopify site called shopthebear.com where it's like all sorts of stuff available. Okay. All you right. know, mm -hmm. I, I don't know how much people are really going to buy into this. I, the thing is like, I've had a lot of people like you that are just kind of like, sign me up. And then it's like, I guess in my mind, I sell myself short. And I'm like, are these people really serious? Like, why do they want to buy this? Like, I just think it's like, I think it's cool. I'm just amazed that other people think it's cool, I guess. Well, that's one of my that's, points. That's confirmation, right? You know, yeah. it is. And I and, just like long sleeve t-shirts in the, in the wintertime. Yeah, I guess like that's the other thing too. People, people just like buying t-shirts. So if it's just something new beside the Nike logo that they, you know, that's on the shirt or something, they'll grab it. Because uh, I've had other people on Facebook, they're like, I want one. Like, you know, sign me up. Or did they just kind of message me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that amazes me too. I just I'm, sell myself short every time with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, even like with, you know, the business I have, the Cruise News Boat Tours, I mean, people just automatically come and they'll like the, the Facebook page and then they start uploading photos and then those photos grow and grow and grow and you get Without you asking them. Without anything. And yeah. They just, they just contribute like that. Yeah. It's, it's quite amazing. Yeah, because they're, they're just happy to like share their experience with other people. And, yeah. you know, I think a lot of it, you know, in that sense, you know, um, you know, if they have a really good time on the boat ride, um, it's not that they want to brag about it, but they just, they want like other people to like vicariously enjoy it, I guess mm -hmm. is, you know, sort of the point mm -hmm. there. Um, I think you should definitely, I've said it before, you should definitely sell shirts because you have such a high rate of customers. Mm -hmm. Like the people so, that I, so actually I should have pay, merch. I think so. Yeah. Really? You, you know, like, all right. So for instance, like my customer base is very low because I work with one person for one hour. You work with six people for one hour, right. essentially every right. day, though, right? But yeah. I don't work with someone every single day. You have a much higher rate of customers that are coming through your brand. Mm -hmm. I bet if on the boat, like not to order, just call. You know, have have Danny print hang, ten of hang, them. Hang T-shirts from the from the uh, from the rafters. No, well, <laughs> little little little. I uh, would I would have them <laughs> in your face. You have enough space on that boat to put them in like the little, like yeah, have well, a little area. Just have them stack. Just, uh -huh. ha just have, just have Danny print like six of them. Just six and just have like, uh, like make I'll make like a little pontoon thing for you. That just, well, I could use the company logo photo that I use, where the pontoon boat is um, in front of the Newsover Bridge. You or could. Something. I just don't. I, I know what you're saying. I don't know how that's gonna like show because it's kind of it ended up being kind of boxy. What well, is? And I'd wanted to to somehow feather that off so it just looks like you're the color of the shirt is the color of the water or something. So you wouldn't have that boxy. Yeah, thing. could do something like that. Yeah, you could do something like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I think if you just had that and. Um, you could like you could have on the back of the front of it say like I cruised the noose or something like that. You know, that's a good idea. Um, you know, yeah. it's, it's sort of like uh, you know I climb Mount Everest kind I, of thing. I cruised the noose, right? Uh, river or something in Newburn, North Carolina. Something yeah, like and that. then put Newburn and right, then put right. Newburn on it. Yeah, mm -hmm. I I bet if you just had six of them, sold them for twenty five each. You know, long sleeve or short sleeve. I would do short sleeve because it's gonna be in the summertime. Right, right. Just start with six. It might take you six weeks to sell them. Or it might take you two days. Yeah. All right. I'll have to bow on that a little bit. Yeah. 
because then you can start selling and and that's like you get money from the merch sale and then it's free advertising for you mm-hmm. when people wear it around that's probably the bigger point people walk around with your logo on yeah. their shirt well that's why i started creating these originally when i i created an initial batch of 24 shirts that i had and i just gave those out to clients mm-hmm. and friends mm-hmm. and kind of people that like it i think i i think i gave you one matter of fact yeah. yeah i got one um that's the one i was selling that that's like the original and so that will be the one of the f- four initial ones that are for sale mm-hmm. um i just gave it as giveaways just for people to wear and advertise Motion, and stuff, right, yeah. Right. But now I've I've had people over the time and like, I'll buy it, and I'm like, what? like why would you buy it? I just get so confused. But I'm gonna thing. put it up for sale. I'll make a form. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna make a whole website out of it yet. I'll just make a form. If there's enough interest, I'll have Danny start printing. When I say Danny, I'm talking about SL Revival Co. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So he he prints these shirts. Yeah. Uh, he's a local guy, mm-hmm. um, and I'll just have him kind of print. Print on demand, basically, which is more expensive Can he per do that? shirt. Yeah, okay. it's called. Uh, it's it's actually really cool. It's called direct to garment printing. Okay. It's literally it's basically an inkjet printer for shirts. Okay, so you can print one. All right, but it's if, more expensive per shirt to yeah. print one. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't have to, like if. So just, is that automated? I mean, do they have a machine over there that just you know picks the color of the shirt and does it, or does I mean, do they have not people set it quite. up? Yeah, you have to set it up. Yeah. So for instance, this here. Yeah. I gave them the graphic, but then they had to import into the software, and then they had to say, like, I actually took a video of it. Um, you, it prints the white first, mm-hmm. and then it goes back and prints the yellow. It like moves the shirt back in and prints the yellow on top of it, uh, okay. and then there's even gray here, so it put it back in and printed the gray at the bottom of it. Hmm. Um, so it's not quite automated. You have, and then they have to tell it how much ink to put down, like how uh, heavy to lay the ink down on the shirt. Right, right. In this case, it was a little heavier because it's a dark shirt mm-hmm, base. Mm-hmm. So they have to lay the ink down a little heavier. Okay. Um, so it's not quite automated, but once they put those parameters in, they just put the shirt on, it's called a platen, and they put the shirt on this base. It's like a, a square thing that centers the shirt. Mm-hmm. And then it's like a little frame, and then it just goes in the printer. Like literally, you see it go back and forth like an inkjet. Like a CNC thing. It's, it's pretty yeah. neat, yeah. yeah. Um, so I like it to print these one-off things. So they're more expensive per shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I was to get the screen printed, every place you go to has a minimum order of like 20 or 30. Because they that. actually make screens and they burn these things. They're called burning the screen. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of work to like making just one. Yeah. So that you have to make a bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, that, that, that's kind of enough about merchandise. But yeah, so, so it'll be available uh, through a form and... I'll kind of see what people are interested in buying. And there'll be a checkout option there. So, you know, so it's not going to be like a, it's going to be like you pick your shirt, put your credit card in, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, I'll kind of print them on demand, basically. You know, speaking of credit cards, I just discovered this thing online called privacy.com. Okay. And what it does is you um, connect it to your bank account, right? And it generates a credit card number for you to use online. And it's a one-time use. And once you use it, it goes away. It's never, hmm. or, or you can put limits on how much you know is, is charged to that number monthly, or the number of times, and it's free. And you can do. Where is it tied to your bank or something? It's tied to your bank account, right? And so it sets it up, but it just generates this generic number that you type in. And so if you want to like set up a subscription service to something, mm-hmm. like I subscribe to this thing called Quip, which is a, like a toothbrush, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And they've been advertising all over the place. But anyways, it's a monthly service where you pay $5, right, and you get the automated refills like that automatically. But we tend to forget about what we subscribe to, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah. And so what I can do in the privacy.com thing is I can say, okay, you do the issue $5 per month for the next three months and then shut it off. 
And that way, it kind of uh, won't go on like forever. And then you might get a notification saying, hey, we couldn't process that, your I card. Do, you, get a, you get something from the company that says, uh, we can't process your... Right, and then and you then, can either decide so it's to a reminder. continue on with it or... Real good way to keep you know track of subscriptions and things like that. That's interesting, yeah. yeah. So it it basically, you can have effectively 10 different credit card numbers. And you, for, and you label it and you say, this card is for Quip. And so what you like... So you, you can go back and reference what the card was. And you can see the transactions on it. And, and they, could you also like add more, like like say, okay, we'll do this for another... Oh, sure. Yeah, totally. But totally. it's all connected to like a checking account. You have to connect your bank to it. That's the only kind of risk. But That's amazing that there's still that many credit card numbers available. I don't know how they do it. I mean, all they do is just generate I wonder the, if like one would get recycled at some point years later. Because I mean... There's got to be a limit to the amount of credit card numbers. There's 16 digits in a in a credit card, and like Mastercard all starts with like 4098 or something like that. Um, so it's like there's got to be a limit to how many credit cards. Yeah, there I don't, I don't will know the, the background of that, but uh, it works. Great. All they do is generate a number, 16 digit number, and a expiration date. And I think you're you know the the, the security code. And it's called privacy.com. Privacy.com. Yeah. How do they and get their cut? It's. I mean, it's free. You can do twelve cards per month, or five, twelve transactions per month for free. Beyond that, okay. then you got to pay for it. Got it. Okay. So, so that, that's that's how they monetize it then. Yeah. Cool um, little service. Yeah, I I worry about free financial services that are completely free mm -hmm. because you. My guess is that they're probably selling your data. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, but if they're monetizing in their own sense, it makes me a little more comfortable that. They're getting paid. They might by somebody. not sell their data. <laughs> yeah, because you have to make money somehow. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's nothing that's free. That's part of the reason why I hate buying into free, free things like this anchor thing that's free. This is legitimately free. I think the reason Anchor probably does it is because it. I think they use. I think Spotify uses Anchor as a loss leader for Spotify. Well, Spotify's trying to kind of like. I mean, expand their what you know the audio stuff and everything. And I think, yeah, well, they yeah. have their own podcast on. Like, you, Spotify has a podcast section now, right? Right. Um, you know, so it's like really like it's a good iTunes competitor. You know, because iTunes has been the place for podcasts for mm -hmm, years, right? Mm -hmm. um, but like Pandora, for instance, Pandora has never had a good foot forward when it comes to revenue. Mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. mean, I think they've like I'm not sure if they've ever had a profitable year yeah i don't know either from from what i gather they, they've never really been profitable mm -hmm. um but um but spotify though has kind of like been like the new and from what i understand spotify has had some profit if not very profitable well, i think what they're trying to do too is they're trying to generate content that is specific to spotify and only available on spotify like exclusive content. That exclusively like a and disney plus thing so then that draws like people that, yeah. there yeah exactly yeah. yeah. So they're all trying to do So that's that. why I think Anchor is really free. You know, sometimes like a company will make something. Isn't it like an upgrade that you can, you know, get better fidelity or more and more? No. Nope. Just <laughs> the enterprise thing, like I said. Just for enterprise podcasts, mm -hmm. that's it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, but like if you think of like in the world of marketing, like I'll have a free content download available. It's like, but that takes me a lot of time, right? A, there's a lot of time to put that content download available or video training mm -hmm. that's an hour like that takes a lot of time and money to host that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but i'm offering it to you for free mm -hmm. as a way to get you into into my gate somehow mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. uh, and that's why i think anchor really is useful for for spotify in the context of spotify mm -hmm. is i just think it's a loss leader it's almost like a restaurant offering a free appetizer it's just that yeah, you'll, exactly. you'll end up purchasing a meal and a beer right right so for anchor it's like they really promote your 
podcast on Spotify. Mm -hmm. So it's a way to get people to the Spotify platform and then to buy Spotify premium. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like that Google Home thing. Actually, I don't want to say it too loud because then, then it's going to activate itself. You know, I got that Google Home thing for free for signing up for one month of Spotify premium, which was 10 bucks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, so someone might keep the subscription. They, they gave away a $30 product that probably they bought in bulk and partnered with Google and either they're, cost them nothing yeah, yeah. or cost them pennies. Yeah, they're giving away those things all over the place. Everywhere, everyone's yeah. giving away. That yeah. thing is terrible. I can't stand that thing. You like it? I can't stand I, it. I've got the Google Home one, which is the one that's about maybe about that that tall. Mm -hmm. And um, I love it. I mean, I, I wake up and I go, "Good morning." I go, "Hey, G. Good morning," and it gives me like a little rundown of new stuff, you know, in the tech. And you configure that online, right? Which yeah. one to? And it reads me a little new stories about what's happening and everything, which I like. And then I, I just, might take it home and put it in my workshop. I, I'm, I'm I was gonna buy an I was gonna buy an Echo Dot tomorrow or mm -hmm. Friday. It's on sale for twenty two bucks on Friday. It's mm -hmm. normally fifty bucks. Mm -hmm. That's the lowest I've ever seen it. Mm -hmm. um, so no, and then I, they're like, you know, I'm watching something on TV, right? I go and it's like Sunday at seven o'clock or something. Like that. I go, I go, hey, G, set a reminder. And he goes for so when? Your activation is G instead of Google. No, no, I'm just saying it won't. So I oh. won't kick off. <laughs> we say hey, hey, G, or you say um, Madame A. Is yeah, how you yeah, refer yeah, to the yeah. other one without kicking them off. Yeah, and uh, but I was just set a reminder for it says when Sunday, what time, seven p.m. and what's the notices? You know, watch channel da 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 at this time, and it's just it's fluid, it's seamless. The one thing I wish with either of them is that they integrate more than just with Android. Uh, like even Apple devices play nice with most. I tried. I bought one for a friend of mine as a, a thank you gift, and it has been a pain. They're all Apple. And it is a pain in that because then you got to get you got to download the, the Google Voice app onto their iPhone. That's what I had to do. Well, this one's called the Google Home app, is what it's that's called. That's what it's called yeah, now. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. And that was confusing as hell. I've used the the Amazon the Amazon Alexa. Mm -hmm. My camera just shut off. That's pretty funny. Oh, you're frozen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Here, let, let me just do this really quick. <laughs> It's good still, you know. It could have. <laughs> That's really funny. Let me see if I, I can change the battery up here without really changing a whole lot. I'm telling you, technology has always always got its issues, even even in the land of uh, Apple. Yeah. Well, this is a camera. Yeah, I know. So. I know. I got hey, Brad. I got to get my digs in every now and then, you know. See, we live in a. Well, this is a d divided office. Um, I'm in Windows slash Android world. And uh, Brad is all Apple. And uh, my back up and running. Look at that. There you are. Yeah, <laughs> looking good. You know. Uh, so we're always taking oh, dig, can, digs can, at each other. I gotta turn it again though. But the you differences. Know, Dave. Um, first of all, I have to comment on something about you know about this really quick. My camera just shut off here. So if you're listening, uh, the camera that what I use for the video portion of this podcast just died. The the battery. I just changed it. If you're watching, I just changed it. But Dave, in his glory, had to blame it on Apple. <laughs> like this couldn't have been less to do with Apple. I than know. Anything else. I just, I just, it was an opportunity. Okay. <laughs> there aren't many opportunities when shit doesn't. Excuse me. When stuff doesn't work on uh, in your Apple ecosystem. There isn't a lot of opportunities, you're right? Because they're, yeah. they're like it's almost inexistent. Um, Were you although I brought up the my issues with Apple. Um, you know, another another big deal about that, and this is just totally on the side, 
but I was listening to, again, one of my podcasts, and they're talking about, uh, you know, the right to repair and how that's kind of a yeah, big yeah, deal, yeah. right? And Apple is fighting that tooth and nail, yep. which is just ridiculous, you know? And the repairability index on the new MacBook Pro, I think, is a 1 out of a one to 10. Wow, yeah. And it's just, yeah. On the new 16-inch one? Mm-hmm. Or it's like 16 and 14, I think they did now, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's the same size, so I kind of like that, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, I guess it's the same footprint as this 15-inch here. Mm-hmm. I have a 15-inch MacBook Pro. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess the 16 larger screen size is the same footprint and shell size. Of right, right. And the, the, for those that don't know, the right to repair is the concept of that if you purchase any technology that you should have the right to do with it with whatever you want. And a lot of um, companies, um, Apple being one of them, John Deere being another one, um, have in their uh, terms and uh, conditions that if you tamper with the device, um, you have no warranty left. Even John Deere? Even John Deere, I didn't the big tractors. That. Oh yeah, if you go in because they're all firmware based now. They're CPUs and firmware. I got a John and Deere they, tractor. Well, big stuff, combines and everything, and they're all computer controlled. They got video cameras. Oh, okay. And if you go in and hack something to make it work a little bit different, you val- you invalidate the warranty on mm. the things. And you talk about you know hundreds of thousands of dollars on yeah. these things. Yeah, so, uh, I don't imagine. Uh, I, I I'm terrible with engine repair. Like I, I am so not mechanically inclined, um, which is. Why when we bought our house and we had an acre of land to to mow, I opt I was gonna buy a used mower, but I bought a couple used push mowers in the past and like I fight with those things constantly to get started and stay on. One blew out white smoke and it just it, I don't maintain them either. So I was like I just need a new mower. I, I need a pony up and just buy the new mower. I have a little shed that it goes into so it's out of the elements so it'll. So it, I shouldn't have many maintenance problems with the new mm-hmm. mower other than mm-hmm. oil changes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I fear the day that something happens and like... Well, if it's new, I mean, you know, you'd be good. I at least have a, at least have a flatbed utility trailer so I can just take it up to Route 70 to the John Deere place here. But I'm like, I really don't want to have to deal with yeah. like any engine yeah. up here. So. But, um, um, but what, what I was talking about with... What was I talking about with Apple and Android? Oh, the, 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 the Google thing and the Amazon Alexa. Right, right. I've tried the Amazon Alexa app, and at least with Amazon Alexa, you can integrate things like iTunes and other Apple services. With Google Home, you can't. So um, you can't you can't play you can't play your iTunes music at all with Google Home. You have to upload your music to like Google Music, which I think is like free, or it uses part of your 15 gig free allowance. See, I mean, with Amazon Alexa, you can just say like play iTunes and it'll play your iTunes library. I mean, it's like the other day I've got my Google home and it's got a, I've got the one that has a, um, you know, it stands about this high and it's got, I've got a um, battery thing case that clips That's on the nice. bottom. Yeah, so I can just pick it up nice. and walk around with it and I can just say, Hey, Hey G, um, play some bossa Nova. And I'm not sure where it comes from, but it just does it. It just does it. Yeah. It's probably the Google play music service. But, yeah, probably is. Yeah. But, See, I think like I, I have a pretty large music library on my, you know that this is going back to when I had an iPod back in the day. I mean, I still have the same music from. Is that in the cloud or on your iPod? It's on my device. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's on my device. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it is also in the cloud. So like I can on that laptop, I can pull up iTunes mm-hmm. and it will play the music. But it's not stored on that laptop, taking up storage. It right. streams the music basically that I put on my phone, that is now in the music cloud. And then it will stream it to any of my other Apple devices. Yeah, yeah. So like my iPad doesn't have to store it. My laptop doesn't have to store it. I can choose to do that if I want to, but it, I can also just stream it. See, I like all my music locally. So I got about 30 gigs. 
And you used to remember that thing I went through trying to create an MP3 player, <laughs> right? Because they really don't make MP3 players anymore. And they do, but they don't. Well, didn't you buy one that was just like... Junk? Well, they, there's a couple of little small ones out there because... Yeah, um, um, but anyways, the long story short, I ended up taking an old old um, Android phone that had yeah. some water damage, and like I had our buddies over at BearTech, huh? And like a Huawei or something like that. Yeah, it was a Huawei. Yeah, yeah. nice, nice phone. But uh, anyway, I took it over to BearTech, and they fixed it for me, and so that's my um, that was my solution. And that, and that works out pretty good yeah, for you now. It worked out good. Then you had to fix the, the headphone thing too, right? So yeah, the headphone mm-hmm. things working out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that works out pretty good. It worked out good. Good, good, so. good. Um, but anyways, yeah, I, I guess my point was uh, I'll, I'll take that thing in the world. I got that thing for free. I saw, I saw that they were giving away for free. I was like, if it's for free, it's for me. But, you know, um, you're standing in the shop, and you, you, can, you can go, hey, gee, um, how many millimeters is a quarter of an inch? And bam, it's right back at you. I don't do millimeters at all. Well, ever. you know what I'm saying. You know, if, if, you, were, if you were reading the directions on something. I can do that with Siri, though. Well, huh? why, I guess my point is I can do that with Siri. Just well, if, you got, if Siri works for you, then you don't need that. Yeah, because like I have a Bluetooth speaker. That yeah. was the other thing is the fidelity isn't very good on them. Like my Those little ones? Yeah, my cheap. Is that the second gen or the first gen? Do you know? It's the latest gen. The because the second gen came out, and supposedly that the sound quality was much improved, yeah. even for just a little device like um, that. The uh, the sound quality is, is not good. Like my cheap ten dollar Bluetooth speaker that I have in my workshop, that's battery powered. By the way, this thing isn't battery powered. That kind of aggravates me. I think it's probably because it also has a processing engine inside it. That's you know where the speaker is just a speaker. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I can do that for my phone. I can just, you know, hey, Siri, and then it See, plays it, the speaker. Yeah, my phone's listening all the time, too. So I can go, hey, G. And, the, and that's funny because when I'm at home, right, I go, hey, G. My phone pops up and starts listening, right, in my pocket. Yeah. You know, and then my device does as well. And they, they got a battle they, about which I one. I think you can, when I was in the Google Home app, though, you can name each device differently. Yeah, but you're just generically going, hey, G. That's the that's the keyword that kicks both off. But what I'm both saying listening. is, like, your phone could be, hey, G, but then your actual speaker could be, like, Hey, something else. I don't think you can change the keyword yet. I'm pretty sure you can. When I was in Google Home, you could. You could? Yeah, I'll, well, I'll, I'll oh, look at it later. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'll look at it later. Okay. Because um, people have been complaining about that for a long time. Yeah, well, I remember seeing this specifically. It's It had two options, or I think it even said, like, have your own custom one or something like that, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And I think the idea of it is if you had, like, two Google Homes in your house, you could activate just one or the other for voice instead of having them both listen in, I guess mm-hmm. is my point. Mm-hmm. Um, I think at the end of the day, at some point, I'm just going to pony up 400 bucks to get the Apple HomePod. <laughs> that's like you and three other people in the country. <laughs> yeah, no, that, 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 yeah, I don't know how well that's been selling. But, not well, not well, well. You know, the thing that I liked about that, other than the, you know, the price really turns me off, obviously, but I think they went for the high fidelity side of them mm-hmm, too. Mm-hmm. You know, because from what I gather, that's a like a very high fidelity speaker. And Google has a version of that too. I forgot. It's the... I just don't think people are interested in high fidelity anymore. Well, it's funny. I I, I live on a boat, right? And recently, my um, stereo unit went out. I had my stereo unit kind of connected up to speakers down below and speakers in the cockpit. And I got a new one to replace it. But I mean, I am so happy with just being able to say, "Hey, G, you know, play my dot 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 whatever," right? And then just carried around. And that's my that's my AV system, you know. So in my old workshop at my old house in Rhode Island was in the basement, and um, I had um, a couple Yamaha speakers from an old home stereo system Mm -hmm. set up, and I had a stereo receiver that I had set up on the top there, Um, like like one of those big box stereo receivers, you know. Um, But I had it wired up. wasn't You know, I I hooked everything up to the to the joists and everything. So now I'm like in the new workshop, I've been kind of setting that up every weekend, like little by little. Yeah. 
And I'm like, what do I want to put in here? So I have all the audio equipment to put in there. And I even have these old tower speakers, these poke tower speakers. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife doesn't want them in the, in the house anymore, so they've been sitting in my workshop collecting dust. I'm trying to sell them, actually. like, But no one wants to buy a tower speaker anymore. I know. I know. This my is point so to that, though, 80s. is <laughs> for the time being, before I got my audio receiver and speakers hooked up, I just put this little Bluetooth speaker that I've had for years, and it sounds fine it's loud enough for the whole workshop Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. now when i have uh hearing protection on or even actually not even hearing protection but like when i'm sanding i have a dust mass and when i'm sanding at its loudest volume i can't really hear it while it's sanding but that's not a problem because it's like pretty loud like when you go outside like if i have it at its loudest volume it's pretty loud like Mm -hmm. when you're outside the workshop Mm -hmm. My whole point to that is that little speaker is is sufficient for me. I don't, that, I'm not, I don't need to hook up the receiver to that. That's my same conclusion on the boat. So same I thing. think that's the reason the Apple HomePod hasn't sold well because people aren't looking for like high fidelity. The little 5-watt speaker that comes out of a Google Home or Alexa Mini is sufficient for most people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My issue is that it's not battery powered. Yeah, yeah. It's, well, I, f- I fixed that with mine because it got the little attachment and all that. But um, but now the newer is easier though, and the Google Home is easier because it uses the micro USB connection. The new Echo Dot uses their own proprietary like, round thing. Yeah. one thing yeah. there, so there's no like easy way to do that to to do it. Yeah, so yeah. that's kind of irritating. But yeah. um, whatever though, I guess the old Echo Dot uses a regular micro USB. Might like the second generation. Yeah, I, don't, does. I haven't done the Amazon side the of things. Third generation does not. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, but, but you know, and they're building sound bars too nowadays with the uh, you know the Google Home and the Alexa oh, built built right into it now. So you, then you can get the nice fidelity. Sound bars really took off. I think sound bars is actually probably because so I used to work in in a, in a home theater environment at Best Buy uh, for years, and uh, when sound bars first came out, they were high fidelity sound bars. So like I remember Yamaha actually came out with a they called it a five point one sound bar. It it had like twelve speakers in it. Yeah. And they were kind of directed certain ways to simulate a surround sound experience. I mean, at the end of the day, it never gave you a real surround sound experience. It's gonna simulate it really it. never was 5.1. Right, right. But, but you know, those were like 2000 bucks initially. So they were supposed to be high-fidelity soundbars. But then, you know, the Walmarts of the world started selling $150 soundbars. The, Vizio, the sound Vizio bars. was 149 I think. Yeah. And, you know, they'll come with a subwoofer and the soundbar. Wireless subwoofer. You know. And, and uh, it's really good. Yeah. We have a Boston acoustic soundbar, um, or actually, we give it to my uh, my in laws, and because um, their TV in their older house was on a big wall, and the speakers were behind the TV, so they projected along the whole wall. You didn't really hear it well, mm-hmm. um, so we got them this a Boston acoustic soundbar. At the time, I worked at Best Buy, so it was cheap because I got a good discount. But that initially was like five hundred bucks. I think was the original price of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I bought it for way cheaper on discount. Um, but anyways, my I think sound bars really were the initial downfall of high fidelity Stereo systems. systems. Yeah, yeah. Because they became such a commodity that it was like, why get a surround sound system? Why deal with running all the wires? And to their point, I think that makes sense. But then. You know, audio products started getting smaller and smaller and smaller. It no longer was like good headphones. It was like, where can I just take my Bluetooth speaker? Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Bluetooth speakers came out shortly after the soundbar, I guess, is, is the did. point of that whole thing. Well, and you know, too, when I mean, I'm listen, I listen to uh, public radio a lot, our local station here, PRE. 
And, um, you know, they say, we well, can listen to us just by talking to your smart, your, what they say, smart speaker? Something like that. But it, it's a thing, you know what I mean? Oh, right, just, just by you saying, do, uh, you have a, you know, uh, okay, gee, play, whatever. You know, I can say to, to my uh, Google Home, I says, uh, play National Public Radio or play PRE, and it just picks it up, starts it streaming it. It just picks it up, it, it finds it somewhere and just starts playing it, yep, yeah. Yep. It's cool. The radio stations do that, I think. It's like, oh, you know, play such and such station, and then it will yeah. find it. But the whole thing about a smart speaker now is really kind of, you know, yeah. embedding the technology. Versus the fidelity of it. It's more of just the... It's more the convenience of the experience, convenience. I guess. Exactly. You know, it's, yeah. it's not about the quality of it anymore. It's about the quality of the experience that you get. You know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so, Brad, hey, let a, me uh, go ahead. I was going to say, there's a whole bunch of um, stuff happening here in downtown New Bern. There is. Yeah, yeah. Have you yeah. been through the uh, Beartown Square lately? I have. Uh, I was there yesterday. Matter of fact, I, was, I, I rode uh, by last night on my bike, and oh my god, they are doubling down on lights and lights and lights. Yeah, it's like the like. It's very merry and very berry. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Actually, it was funny. I was texting someone. Uh, they were looking for the shop small bags that they had that they were giving out there, and uh, so I texted. I says, "Oh, just go to the berry merry Christmas. Uh, you know, they'll be there." But my stupid autocorrect on Apple <laughs> made it very meaty Christmas. <laughs> it didn't pick up the Mary. That was kind of funny. Um, yeah, so Public Works was out there yesterday. Uh, yeah, I was I was out in uh, Bear Plaza for a bit uh, last night, mm -hmm. and um, Public Works was out there like they were hanging all these like snowflake lights and yeah, yeah. Uh, so then they always do the is thing. Is it tomorrow or Friday that they have the big parade? I think it's Friday, right? They have the what? There's like a big parade Friday. Yeah, I'm not sure about that specifically, but they are doing the lighting the Christmas tree down on the circle there. That's on that's Friday. Friday night. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think okay. So so what is so at on Friday? From what I've read, on Friday at like four or four thirty is the lighting of the tree at Union Point Park, but then there's like a parade route down to Middle Street, um, or down I think South Front down to Middle Street into Bear Plaza. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. For like the kickoff of Very Merry Christmas. Yeah, yeah. So it, like the both of them are co like combined Friday. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you get the lighting and then the that's, start of the Very Merry. Thing. That's the kickoff. Yeah. yeah. And um, they always put snow machines up at the up at the top for yeah. one or two weekends on the top did, of the buildings. Did, did I tell you about the first time I saw that? No. Well, uh, so last year uh, was our first winter here, so we moved here July 2018, and so then I saw. I forget whose Instagram account it was, but someone, it might have been like the, the Fudge Shop, someone posted a video of the snow falling from the roof. I couldn't have been more excited. I was like, oh my God, it's finally snowing. I'm like, everybody says like it snows like once a year in North Carolina. Once or twice here, yeah. And so I was like, oh my God, oh, like there's like actual snow. And then I find out, I'm like, oh, it's fake snow. I didn't realize that that was like a thing that, there was one year here we got three good snows and one yeah. almost like almost like fifteen inches. It was I know you laughed at that. Yeah, yeah. It was the year before. It was it was the twenty seventeen. I know this because I had friends out here and they were like, but know, living living on moving and... living on a boat though. I had to shovel my cockpit, which is an interesting experience. <laughs> and then when you step off the boat onto the docks, it's like stepping onto like a heavily frosted cake. You're not quite sure, you know. So it was it was it was neat. It was That's really pretty, pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. so I personally am hoping for snow. Uh, what's going on? You, you know what's going on with the music scene? You, you're you're uh, like the guy that knows about music stuff happening. Yeah, well, there's always a train wreck. I think is at um, at Blackbeard's this weekend. Um, um, grits, hot grits, is at uh, the Brown Pelican. 
um, tonight, I believe, and there's a couple other acoustic acts uh, over the weekend. And um, other than that, I'm, I'm not quite sure. Hmm. So, um, but there's always so much live music around town. Always. Hey, so uh, I'm going to no, ask you. No, not the a, cards. I'm going to ask you. Uh, Dave doesn't like pod decks. I don't know why. <laughs> I like these things. He thinks they're too deep. I'm gonna like cherry pick one instead of randomly picking one. I'm gonna cherry pick one that I think is like not a deep one. I like I get it. What is the trait you most deplore in yourself? I I, mm. I kind of get that. That's not a lighthearted chat discussion. That's for your therapist. Uh, like what was your first screen name? Like I think that's a lighthearted question. That was one of the ones we asked one time. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. lighthearted. My first screen name would be when. Uh, AOL Messenger was was around. The other question was, when were your parents most disappointed in you? Oh, come on. That is so bad. <laughs> you could end up weep, weeping on the couch all right, there. Le- all right, let me try this. If there was a sandwich named after you, what would be on it? So if there was a Captain Dave sandwich, what would be on it? <laughs> I don't know. So I give you a funny question. Now you don't even have an answer for it. Um, baloney. How's that? (laughs) (laughs) Um, let's see here. You do an awful lot of shuffling there. What technology do you wish existed? This should be right up your alley. Um, I think when they get to it, and it's coming, but it's not quite here yet. Is that AR, augmented reality? You know what I mean? I mean, the, the Pokemon Go game kind of started that a little bit. Mm-hmm. But once it gets down to, it gets condensed and you can be able to like put it in glasses and you can, you know, I mean, the way they, they do What's it. What's your practical use for it though? Well, I mean, they always say, you know, if you, if you wear like glasses and the camera's here and it's very small and inconsequential, um, you walk up to somebody, they would recognize the face. They says, okay, his birthday is here. His name is this, da, 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 da. And, you know, you know, and give you a little bit of background information. That'd be really cool. You know what's kind of cool, actually, with augmented reality? You know who just started? Well, I don't think I can pull this up on the fly. Uh, I was visiting uh, Rhode Island a few uh, back in October, and I was getting directions somewhere, which is kind of funny because I'm like, it's like my hometown, and I was getting directions. Um, so I opened up Google Maps, and there's a new update in Google Maps that lets you use augmented reality on the map. I haven't seen that. So, so what it does... All right, so for instance, I was at a stoplight coming out of a plaza, and basically what it had me do is it had me lift up my phone, and it sees the environment around me. Like I remember there was like a Dunkin' Donuts in front of me, and like to left was something else. Mm-hmm. But it basically tells you whether you should be going left or right, like as you're pulling out of a parking lot. Because sometimes if it doesn't adjust itself, it's like, well, that's, was that's that supposed to go left, with, right, back, whatever? With navigation. It never knows which direction you're headed, standing so, still. So this is actually using augmented reality to discover the world around it and basically pinpoint yourself on a map okay um and so maps have actually used so then it was using ar in a practical sense right now basically so it would say walk towards that dunkin donuts once it realized that i don't think it's saying that Mm -hmm. i don't think it's saying that um you know i only used it for like a brief moment because i figured i'm like all right i just need to go right now i know where this place is um check it out though i mean like it's using ar in Mm -hmm. a practical fashion right Mm -hmm. now Mm -hmm. I've actually always said I, I, I would have, speaking of technology that wish existed, I wish there was a GPS that basically gave you directions based on actual landmarks. You well, that's, know, what the, that's what that is, right? Because you would hold the phone up and it would recognize something, right? But that's, what I remember what it was doing, it was pinpointing where you were mm-hmm. 
not necessarily giving you directions based on the landmark though okay. it was just positioning you okay it was a positioning thing mm -hmm. um but like i want something to speak to me saying like in 200 feet take a right after the dunkin donuts you know like that kind of thing mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know because then you're like oh there's a dunkin donuts instead of trying to read the tiny street sign yeah, yeah. you know in heavy traffic in san it's, francisco or something it does pretty good though because it starts magnifying the scene and and you know i don't know that they i mean compared to the old garments you know what i mean when you that was when your I, first GPS. when i'm actually using gps i constantly have to get redirected oh do you constantly we're using apple maps right i use google maps oh okay. i don't use apple maps yeah, okay i good good call I, I never knew if it was reliable or not yeah um I don't know. I thought the flyover thing was like their fancy thing, but it was like impractical. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, Apple does like, I will say like the one thing I knock with Apple is that they do a lot of like things that are like cool, but impractical. Like when they released Apple maps, like six years ago, they, they came out. Remember that flyover feature? You could like fly over New York city and it kind of gives you like a real bird's eye view. It's like, how is it useful? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Other than for like five seconds of entertainment, it's not practical. Mm -hmm. So they do a lot of these like cool things that are like, how the hell does that help me in real life? Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, the whole thing about mapping though is just trying to gather all that data. I mean, it's an investment that goes over years and years and years. Did I tell you I saw an Apple Maps car the other week? Did you really? I didn't yeah. even know they were doing that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, that that, that they, they they do their own mapping. Um, so do you remember uh, Jaden with How to Apple? He was the uh, he was the Apple YouTuber. No. It was like maybe three or four weeks ago. Oh, he was here? Yeah, he was a guest. Who? His name was Jaden Bryant. He has a YouTube channel called How to Apple. We got into a discussion. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So I walked out to his car after, and uh, on Pollock Street, just at that time, was an Apple Maps car walk, driving by with its like four giant cameras. Mm -hmm. And it mm -hmm. just was funny. I was with like another guy that's like super pro Apple. And so we, we got a, I got a picture with the Apple car behind me. I couldn't get the camera open in time for him to get in the shot as well. Was there, was there a driver in the car? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's not like automated or yeah, something like okay. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've seen the Google version of that several times. Mm -hmm. but, but there's uh, a driver in the Google car also. There, there is, there is. Yeah. But that's what generates the street view thing where if you want to actually come down to the road and look around a little that's bit. That's correct. It's very cool, really. That's correct, yeah. And that, yeah. I guess that's what Apple doing now. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was it just, like, I'll show you the picture later, but it said, like, Apple, like, Apple Maps cars. It was pretty cool. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um... But yeah, other than that, yeah, I don't use Apple Maps otherwise, though. I just use the, uh, yeah, I just use Google Maps. I wish I could, like, delete Apple Maps and just have, whenever I tap a thing, it Can only... you do that on, on your phone? Can you delete all your apps if you want it? Or, oh, you know what? Or... Now, I think you might be able to, because with iOS 12, last year's iOS, you could start deleting the built-in apps um, wow. with Apple. I don't think all of them. Like, you can't delete, like, messages, for instance, yeah. or the phone app. Yeah. But I might be able to delete the maps now. Because they, they used to drive me crazy with some of the lower-priced Android phones. Mm -hmm. they, if you get it from Verizon bloatware. or something like that, they put all the bloatware on there, and they will not let you, even though you're running out of system memory. You don't have the right to repair or the, or the right to have what's on your phone? Exactly. You, you don't get those rights, I guess, with Android, And huh? you could you yeah. could root oh. it and go that route and then get a special deinstaller and everything, but it's, yeah. it got messy real quick. Yeah, and if you buy a branded phone like an LG Android phone, there'll be like LG-specific apps. Yeah, or it's just the same it, thing with, Samsung with, does that. It's the same thing with laptops. You know, mm -hmm. any Some laptop stuff. you buy, there's like all the manufacturer stuff on there. And at, you know what the most irritating thing I found when I used to work at Best Buy? I was also in the computer department for a while. Mm -hmm. The most irritating thing I started seeing uh, PC manufacturers do, and this was a 
big knock that I had with PC versus Apple, PC prices started driving themselves down because they basically put all these advertisements on your computer when you started it up. To make other additional revenue on the sale. You know, like there'd be like Norton 30-day trial. Oh, my God. But like 10 different things like that, they were all paid to subsidize the price yeah. of an otherwise already cheap laptop yeah. to make it even cheaper, to make it 250 bucks. And, they, and they, those things are rooted deep in the system, too. They got all the drivers installed and everything, and... Uh, it was a mess. We, we would uh, we would remove them. There'd be like I think it was called like a setup package. It was like a hundred bucks or something like that. And basically, we would like remove all the trial crap, and then you would just kind of get like a clean. But if you think about it, though, but now you got to pay someone. I mean, you could do it yourself, but you know the average person that doesn't understand tech doesn't know how to remove all of it safely. Exactly. So now you got to pay someone to remove all this stuff mm-hmm. instead of just buying. I guess an Apple that just includes the stuff you need. I guess that's sort of like my nose up in the air point. <laughs> so on that high note, <laughs> we'll call it a day <laughs> before Dave and I get into a real Apple and Android uh, <laughs> friendly discussion. So, uh, hey, so next week um, we have a, a real guest on here. We got uh, Rachel with uh, Beer City Fudge. Actually, I have to confirm this with her, but... Um, but, but we have her scheduled, uh, so beer city fudge coming in and then I forget who's coming up after that, but we have a full deck through the end of December minus, uh, Christmas day, which is Wednesday, the 25th and then minus new year's day. So basically the next three or four Wednesdays we have a guest and then we'll pick up again, January 8th. Um, so thank you again uh, for tuning in. Thank you again, Captain Dave, uh, for joining in You're as welcome. well. Um, you know, Dave has a busy schedule, but uh, comes here every Wednesday, and I think we really enjoy it together. So uh, that's basically it. We're signing off. Um, have a good time with your families tomorrow. Sayonara. Are we dorky? Dorky. In broadcast. Yeah. <laughs>